everybody, this is Dario Hunt from Living Life Fearless, and we are finally back with episode two of the Fearless Show of season two. With my my co-host as always, Mr. Dries Walker. Say what up. What up, what up, everybody? It's your boy, artist Dries Walker. Thanks for coming back. Welcome to the second of our second season. <laughs> So, you know, we made a post earlier. We have been kind of quiet the last two weeks or so. Ran into some computer issues and then had some problems with our host. And we finally decided to move hosts. So we did all that. Switching things up. Yeah, did all that. And we're finally back up and running. We have a ton of posts this week. So if you have not checked the site, you need to do that. There's a ton of shit out there. And lots of new stuff. And. The site is faster than ever. Oh, yeah. It's a lot quicker, and we'll be posting quite a lot to just check out everything that just came out and keep your eyes peeled for the next stuff that's about to drop. So, since our last episode, there's been a lot of shit going on, kind of. And, you know, I was kind of looking through oh, yeah. what we wanted to talk about topic-wise. And it's kind of hard to not talk about the topic, <laughs> considering it's the only thing that is popping up on the news. And since you're in New York, man, I want to ask you about <laughs> about this Muslim ban going on and how how should well they say it's an immigration yeah. ban, but we know what it is. Right? The, they say it's an immigration <laughs> ban, but it's yeah, the Muslim ban, what they're calling it, is kind of fucking ridiculous that they actually designed that shit first of all second of all so what's going down out here like immediately when that happened like it was just weird that he did that because there were a lot of things in in motion already like like people were in midair like on a flight and then like as soon as they landed we're like about to get deported you know even though they had like green cards or papers and stuff and like he had to later make a statement saying that the intention wasn't to like harass people that have like green cards and whatnot but um there were a lot of problems like immediately it just like jammed shit up so like all the taxi drivers and like i guess not so many uber but lyft drivers uh <laughs> protested by uh basically picketing the airport and not driving so there was like a a car shortage but then i think uber caught some flack for some of their drivers still operating and like they just took away the surge so there wasn't like an extra fare oh they were trying to cash in they were 100 exactly so they got they got flack for that (laughs) but yeah so people were you know protesting they're protesting in the streets still like every day um like yesterday i saw um I saw like an Instagram live or Facebook live video, like my uh, chair for my program at SBA, Mark Drive. He was out there just with his, his camera phone, just like watching and marching with everybody to say no against the band. And I was like, damn, this shit is like, we need to make sure. It's just basically everybody's pissed and like everybody's trying to like let it be known. Basically. <laughs> man, I, I've been seeing, man. Shit back home is looking <laughs> fucking wild right now. I'm looking on the news like, God damn. <laughs> shit just yeah. fucking took office and shit's just fucking crazy. It has been nonstop since the election, basically. Since everybody found out the news and like, and then everything he's done since he's been in office is just, it's crazy. Because it impacts people's lives on a ground level, like not just like some trickle down politics that like yeah. immediately fucks shit up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, two hoopers out here that uh, I don't know personally, but I have, you know, some teammates I know them personally, they mm. uh, they couldn't go back to Iran where they were playing this season. Oh, really? They like had a Damn. break and they were, um, they they went to Dubai for the break. Yeah. And over the break, you know, you put that shit in, and then when they tried to like fly back 
to their teams, you know, to finish the season, they couldn't get back in the country. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So, so I know some people immediately impacted from that too, man. Yeah, man. If the world was like, what? Like, so people like all these other countries, all the countries that got banned could have like basically reacted with the same ban and then like... Uh, it's just it's just a weird like Trump just is dumb. Basically. This shit's unbelievable. That's all I can say. I can't believe what's happening. It's 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 really like they're trying to do the worst they can. <laughs> like it feels like they're trying. Like it like, doesn't that what it feels like. I mean, like kind of. Because now they got this <laughs> this whole shit with Russia. And the education with uh, the with the yeah, with the, the education. I didn't even think of the education uh, one. Yeah, and then, bro, then now you got the whole show. Everybody's going in on that right now. They spelled okay. A recent thing they spelled uh, W. B. Du Bois' name wrong on something um, f- issued from them, like from the the Secretary of Education, like the 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 government, like official. They spelled his name wrong, <laughs> and they had to like do something to like edit it or something, like retract and like repost, but. I couldn't believe that, like, and she doesn't have, like, a degree in education, a master's degree in education or anything. Like, she's, I don't know if she has a degree in or did anything specifically. Liberal arts or some shit like that. Yeah, it was, like, liberal arts, I think. And, like, I don't know. It was just weird. Everybody's mad about her, too. But whatever. Everybody's just fucking mad right now, man. That's all I can say. Yep. I'm my glad. for good reason. Kind of glad I'm not back at the crib right now. Shit's too too loud. <laughs> she, needs to, she needs to get man. settled by the time I get back, man. <laughs> for real though. But enough of politics. I'm sure you guys get yeah, enough of that shit just like that. we do. Just had to get that off real quick. Yeah, you had know? to get that off the chest. <laughs> so One, back to something know. more entertaining. You know, let's get to the main main topic of the show of this episode. It is, we're going to do it just like we did for the Grammys. You know, the Oscars are upcoming and over our little highs, they, uh, they announced the nominations and we're going to put our picks and predictions out there just like we did for the Grammys. That's right. So, so we do you got need the nominees. To, um, you know, refresh. Tell you what's, what's what? Let's see. I got the list here. So I'm looking uh, at... Uh, I'll start. Yeah, okay, so we'll start. We'll just go so through we, each specific, you know, category we're going to talk about and make our picks. Where? <laughs> <laughs> so, best picture, Arrival, mm-hmm. Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by Sea, and Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Ugh. The Oscars, baby. I'm like, what is what's gonna happen this year? It's really hard, honestly. If because it's the Oscars, I would say La La Land, but I want Moonlight to win. Moonlight's mm. who I prefer to win, but I think because it's the Oscars, La La Land will win. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it is a tough one this year. There's a lot of good <laughs> movies, um, a lot of Oscar buzz for a lot of these movies. To definitely that's not saying anything against those other movies those were just like my standouts like my you know, the ones I that fences. i would have the top three ones i'd say that had the most chance of winning were la la land manchester by the sea and moonlight mm-hmm. and since you took la la land which was gonna be my pick i'm gonna have to <laughs> say manchester by the sea Ooh. <laughs> i don't think so my friend that's a solid nah. third, though. It's, it's a gotten solid a, third. It's gotten a lot of buzz. I'm, <laughs> oh, it I'm definitely has. It's so got Matt a Damon, ton of critical Matt Damon's buzz. Not being, Matt Damon's not being them, though. It's got a ton of buzz, so. <laughs> I'm just being a hater on Matt Damon, but. <laughs> he's not, <laughs> well, see, that's how I know you don't know the movie, because it's not Matt Damon, it's Casey Affleck. Oh, it's Casey Affleck? Oh, man. Did I say Matt Damon? You did say Matt Damon. Is he a director on it? He's not a director on it, and he has nothing to oh, do he's with a producer. Manchester by the Sea. <laughs> he's a producer. He put money in on it. That's what happened. You sure about that? I know he did. I mean, I don't know. 
He has to be involved. I haven't seen Moonlight, so I can't say personally, but um, as much as Buzz has gotten, it's hard to see it winning over those two movies. We're talking about the Oscars, you know. So The Oscars... You never know. Go that one odds. might might take the cake. It could. My first pick was La La Land. Yeah. But since you took that, I'm gonna go Manchester Bussy. All right. All right. <laughs> Actor in the leading role: Casey Affleck, mm-hmm. Manchester by the Sea, Andrew Garfield, Hawksaw Ridge, Ryan Gosling, La La Land, Viggo Mortensen, Captain Fantastic, and Denzel Washington, Fences. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just have to stay consistent on that one and go Ryan Gosling. <laughs> nah. Casey Affleck, <laughs> Manchester by the Sea. I don't even think it's going to be close. No. No. <laughs> I didn't see Manchester by the Sea. We'll talk I about him after, but that's my pick. Game time. Well, we'll see. I wanted to give it to Denzel, but the movie was... Not quite the same. It had it. I don't think it was. I don't think it had enough of a a range. The range was, but it was actually really good. It was a really good slowed down like movie because it was I, like a play. I think maybe any but, other year, but not this year. There's too many. Yeah, there's too many heavy hitters. Actress in a leading role: Isabel Huppert, L. Ruth Nega. Uh, Loving, Natalie Portman, Jackie, Emma Stone, La La Land, and Meryl Streep, Florence Meryl Foster Street. Jenkins. I mean, the simple fact that Meryl Streep's nominated, I haven't seen her movie, Florence Foster Jenkins, but I suppose I should, because Meryl always, <laughs> always captures the character crazily, like she does everything really well, but I haven't seen Jackie yet either. I've seen snippets, like, but I haven't seen that either. It's a tough one. I don't know who's gonna get the Oscar. The Oscar goes to Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Okay. Hmm. That's a solid choice. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna gonna go Emma Stone just because La La Land's getting so much buzz. I think she might get her first win. That would be amazing. That's why. That's the only reason I was worried because I don't know if they're gonna give it to a newbie like that just off jump. I think she might get her first win just because of how much buzz the movie is getting. Is this her first nod? Like, how many nods has she Um, gotten? I'm not sure. I can't. I I would assume it's her first nod. I can't think of. Serious movie she's been in outside of. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I would have to it. assume that it's her first nod. Actor in a supporting role. Oh, wait. It says on the website, this is her second uh, Academy Award nomination. Was she was first? previously nominated for Birdman. Uh-huh. Oh, she was in Birdman. That's right. She was personally nominated or the movie? Yeah, she was um, actress in a supporting role. Oh, okay. Nah, I forgot yeah. she was in there. Definitely. So I didn't like that movie that much anyways. It was a weird movie, but it was well done. <laughs> <laughs> actor in, in a supporting in the role. Way so, Myers Shala, Ali, Moonlight, Jeff Bridges, oh, yeah. Heller Highwater, Lucas Hedges, Manchester by the Sea, Dev Patel, Lion, Michael Shannon, Nocturnal Animals. Hmm. I mean, I just have to say, Mahershala Ali, <clears throat> Mahershala Ali in Moonlight. Dog, that's my pick. Off jump. Just that movie was, that movie was just really fucking good. And he was like, you never seen a father figure, drug dealing. Spoiler alert. <laughs> black male on TV like that, or in a movie like that. It was so interesting how how care how caring he put like emotion into that character. So I think he deserves it. Hmm. 
This is a tough one for me. Because Lucas Hedges is the kid in Manchester by the Sea. Mm. And he did a pr- pretty damn good job. <laughs> and then Jeff Bridges is Jeff Bridges. And he was dope in Hell or High Water. And then you have Ali, who is obviously pretty. Obviously, did a pretty good job in Moonlight. So. Mm hmm. Hmm. I'm going to have to go Mari Shala Ali. I'm going to have to say the same. Yeah. I'm going to have to say the same for that one. I mean, it's... Even though I won't be surprised if Lucas Hedges somehow sneaks this win. Because mm. you know they like kid performers. Yeah. That's true. That is true. I don't know, though. What would that I'm going to go, with... stick, stick with Ali, and we'll see. But yeah. I'm not surprised if Hedges comes and sneaks out. <clears throat> it's a good call. It'll be tight. It'll be close. Actress in a supporting role. Viola Davis, Fences, Fences. Naomi Harris, Moonlight, Nicole Kidman, Lion, Octavia Spencer, Hidden Figures, or Michelle Williams, Manchester by the Sea. Hmm. See, that's tough. That's actually really tough. The actress category, all of those women delivered like really dope performances. They all had their own like emotional, maybe even tear jerking moments. But for me, it's between Viola Davis and Naomi Harris. Um, Naomi Harris delivered a pretty cool, very convincing and like, just very specific moment, but I think Viola Davis made the movie Fences. Like without her, Fences wouldn't have been as great as it was a project. So I'm gonna have to go ahead and give it to Viola Davis. Viola Davis. That's a safe pick. But yeah, I was just saying, Naomi Harris. She was dope in Moonlight. But you know. I just personally, I don't like how, uh, you know, just in in reference to the history of Oscar nominations, she was like a crackhead. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) Crackhead mother. And, uh, you know, that's like when Denzel was a drug drug addict. They love their, their busted up black characters so like i just i don't want to give it to her because of the character but she did it really well so (laughs) well i think she's gonna win it because (laughs) moonlight's got a lot of buzz and And i think she's gonna win best actress she's from the uk she's from the uk so she's probably got a lot of pull in there i'm gonna go with naomi harris i'm gonna go with naomi harris that's a safe pick (laughs) Viola davis is a very safe pick no she's a she's a known known canonomy it's not a safe pick. Naomi Harris is the safe pick because Moonlight's mm. been blowing up. Which is why I think he will because I think <laughs> more people have seen it. We'll see. <clears throat> All right, last two. Writing for an adapted screenplay. Arrival, Fences, Hidden Figures, Lion, and Moonlight. Hmm. Hmm. That's actually a little tough bit one. tougher. I think this is a tough one. I'm like, because uh, the writing is uh, adapted screenplay. Because the thing about it is there's text and the, the like the research that went into hidden figures by itself and then like it culminating into the movie and the way that is put together is dope. Like Fences, same thing, like... That was a play that they basically performed over a hundred times, Denzel and Viola Davis together. And then they completely changed it, but like kept the roots of where it came from on screen. So like that adapted screenplay is like brilliant. Just to like add just what enough from what they had on stage to like make it a little bit more uh feature film esque, but 
keep that play atmosphere. But then all of them, you know, Moonlight, fucking amazing. Shit, I mean, like, there's, there's like, bits and pieces of the director's life in that. So, like, he's, like, giving us tales of Miami and, like, where he came from. So that's, like, beautiful. I would have to say Moonlight wins, but that's... <laughs> okay. Is that your final uh, choice? That's tough. Uh, yep. I have to say so. Alright. Well, mine came down between Arrival and Moonlight. I think Arrival is the sleeper mm. and has and is was very good, actually. And I think really? it was very well written. But again, I think Moonlight's gotten so much buzz at this point. <laughs> I think it's gonna win again. It should. It should. It deserves it. So I'm gonna go Moonlight. Moonlight, it is. <laughs> Hopefully. Last choice. Writing, original screenplay. Hell or High Water, La La Land, Lobster, Manchester by the Sea, and 20th Century Women. Mm. Well, I'm going to just have I'm, to... I'm going to say the, mine first. Manchester yeah. by the Sea. <laughs> of course you're going to say it. Manchester by the Sea. Well, I'm going to have to go ahead and say it. La La Land. We already know. I think Manchester by the Sea had more buzz for its writing and screenplay than, you know, La La Land. So I, I'm a, I'm going to stick with Manchester by the Sea. Okay. Well, those are the picks. <laughs> oh, oh, we missed one. One oh, more. What else we got? We're going to go cinematography. It's pretty good. Okay. One, so. Arrival, uh, La La Land, Lion, Moonlight, and Silence. Do you want to go first? La La Land. Moonlight. Uh, I don't think so. I think so. You got to think about it. Like, La La Land, they got to do the dancing and the singing and then, you know, all the the way they got the sky and everything. Like, I know, I think but that's like... They're going to give it way more credit because you have to do more for a musical. That's a separate style of production. That's yeah, that's, but you have to do more for musicals. I think they will no, get denied for that. Yeah, but it's harder to shoot outside and to do these things that they're they've got. They're completely different. They're ways of shooting. They're completely separate ways of filming, and 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 montage of like putting a story together. So I'm gonna go with Moonlight just because that movie is made to look like like. Like a a painting, like everything was dope. It was like really subtle, but I think it was. I think because of how simple it was, it's like really hard to do that. I'm gonna go with Moonlight. That's my pick for cinematography. Okay, you can be because there are a lot so of low I'll cuts. Just stick with La La Land. Yeah, yeah. You stick with La La Land. That's a solid pick. That's my second pick after Moonlight. <laughs> well, we don't have too long to wait. The Oscars. Air February 26th, so mm -hmm. by the time we do this next show, we will, you know, we can talk about who was right more, which would probably be me. Mm -hmm. Did we already say directing? Did we do the directing? Um, is there, what's, what's, who's in the category? Oh, yeah. Well, Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. No, we did not do directing. <laughs> Word. Well, <laughs> obviously, based on my choice in cinematography, <laughs> I'm going to have to go with directing on Moonlight. Because hmm. he had a child actor. He had to have three different... I'm just... Uh, everything was dope. It was a good movie. Yeah, as much as I would want to say Moonlight, I just don't think Oscars are going to pick it. I think Wild <laughs> is going to win again. I know. I started this thing trying to pick all the safe ones, but like, I just, I'm now I'm just picking who I want to win. <laughs> I really think Lala is going to win just because the Oscars love musicals. They and have to give it to them. Like, they've been talking so much about it leading up to it. I think it's going to win quite big yeah. on that Sunday. Right. So I'm gonna love it. Mm. Oh, let's do one more. 
<laughs> There's one more nomination that I want to talk about. Last one. Documentary feature. We got Fire at Sea. I Am Not Your Negro. That's the James Baldwin flick. Yeah, Life Animated. OJ Made in America and 13th. That's a big category. That's so many crazy documentaries in one year. See, I've only seen one of those. That's OJ. Oh, I've seen three of them. Well, so no. I'm going to go ahead and say OJ, Made in America. Oh, that's a solid choice. That is actually a good choice. But uh, ooh, it is the Oscars, though. <laughs> but it is OJ, though. It is OJ, though. It is OJ. But the problem is that 13th made more waves than OJ this year in terms of the documentary. I don't even know what 13th is. I know it's a Netflix one. It's on Netflix. It's um It's dope. It's a crime. It's a basically ah oh, what's her name? Ava DuVernay. She's um the director. Wait, is it like the Hispanic one? No. No. That's the uh this is about like the prison industrial complex, but um, she has to go back to like through American history. I'm trying to. Well, basically, that is a solid choice, but I would have to go with either Thirteenth or the James Baldwin flick. I haven't seen the James Baldwin flick, so Thirteenth and OJ and Fire Seat the only ones that I saw. So I guess I'd have to say Thirteenth. Since I've seen that one. Well, it sounds way more boring than OJ, so I'm going to go with OJ. <laughs> Everybody loves a good OJ story. Good They're OJ going story. with OJ. They probably will. But I wouldn't be surprised if they gave it to the I'm Not Your Negro with Jim Baldwin. That, I would be. That would be crazy. I would Th- be very surprised be like, if he did. That would be amazing, but weird. I don't know if that would be a good look for them. But All right. That's it. That's all. There's so many other categories, but those are the standout categories that we decided to go through. Make sure you check out the Oscars and, you know, double check our predictions. We'll probably talk about that, obviously, to see who can brag about what. But, yeah. So check back next show and (laughs) see how much I win by. Moonlight. <laughs> La La Land. Oscar. So now that um you know we have our predictions. Yeah. I wanna talk about some of the movies that are being nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. So yeah. which ones have you seen out of the group? Let's see. Out of the group for Best Picture, I've seen Fences. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moonlight, and La La Land is not something I've seen. <laughs> I just know that the Oscars are going to pick that shit, but I can't talk about La La Land because I haven't seen it. I just had to say La La Land one more time because... Did you see Hidden Figures? I definitely saw Hidden Figures, but... I need to rewatch that movie because I was actually really tired when I watched it. I, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I watched it online. I'm sorry, movie theaters. <laughs> I'm going to go watch that one in theaters. But anyways, all I'm going to talk about is Fences and Moonlight. Well, first of all, I'm very surprised Hidden Figures even got nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't seen the movie, but just the type of movie it is. Those right. type of movies normally don't get nominated for Best Picture, so I'm pretty surprised. Mm-hmm. It was making noise. Yeah, I'm pretty surprised. I'm very surprised, actually. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Raji P. Henson for <laughs> and all the other actors on Hidden Figures. That's crazy. <clears throat> that is actually weird, though. I didn't expect that, but... I, I didn't expect just, fences you know, by to get... the numbers type of historical adaptation. Yeah. I mean, there's a few that I didn't think would get as much 
um, nominations, but it's really cool that they did. So, whatevs, we'll see. Uh, what movies did you see on Best Picture list? I saw Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, and Manchester by the Sea. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. that's right. Well, tell me about Arrival. How was that? I was interested, but I just I just didn't get around to it. I so, wasn't sure. Arrival is, you know, my type of movie. Sci-fi. Right. Alien, human encounter type of movie. Like, I love those type of movies. Mm. Um... But I'm, I was like you when uh, the previews came out. I was like, yeah, it looks okay. But it didn't look like anything special, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just decided to check it out when I checked it out, whenever that was. And then I kept hearing all this buzz was getting when I saw I got nominated for Best Picture. I was I was surprised. I, <laughs> I didn't see the movie, but I was surprised to right. see that it got that much, you know, critical love. Because mm-hmm. I don't think it did well, that Well, a sci-fi amazing, movie to get, yeah. You know? Yeah, and I think it got that much commercial success, but but after seeing it, I will say it is um it's kind of unexpected and how like cerebral it is and like thoughtful it is. Uh It's not like in your face action wise or like. Big explosions here and there. No, it's like it's kind of like a quiet sci-fi film. Oh, okay. That's more about you know more thoughtful than like probably anything I've seen in that genre. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And yeah, I mean the <clears throat> mystery isn't like turns out to be not as big mm-hmm. of a mystery, but it's just like kind of cool just to see. Like it's almost very realistic and grounded in the way it's done. So, yeah. No, that's it was a good movie. It was a good movie. Hmm. I guess I'll give it a shot. It's not better than Alien, which I'll take it over that. Anyway, <laughs> it was interesting. It's like one of the greatest Alien it's the sci-fi God. movies of all time. But I mean, other than that, I'll say like Manchester by the Sea. It um. I plan on doing reacts to this eventually, maybe next week. Yeah. It is a uh... man. It's a tough watch. Yeah, it's a uh... it's a very slow burn movie. It looks like one. Um, <laughs> it's very, I would say, it's very intentional in what it does and what it's trying to like convey. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say the ending's not very satisfying. Mm. But, and and the first, I don't know, 30 minutes or maybe even a little bit longer than that is very, very slow. Yeah. But I will say when it picks up and when it gets into like the heart of things, it, Casey Affleck fucking destroyed that role, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't get. I don't get real emotional when I see shit like yeah. movies, especially. That one was like hard to watch, yo. Like, Oof. there's like at points of time I was like, you know, like I was feeling so, like I was feeling, yeah, everything like that he was feeling. Like it was, Damn. it was an emotional fucking movie. Like it was, uh, people that were in there like bawling their fucking eyes out, yo. Like mm-hmm. and it and the it way that he so pulled sad. it off, it was like <laughs> so it's so understated, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not in your face like this is why I'm sad or this yeah. like it's just like it it feels so real that it's like mm-hmm. it pulls you in just because it's just how real it is. Like it's not it's it's just like this is life, basically. That's the type of movie. It's, this is fucking life and tragedy, basically. It's all it is. Yeah. And Casey Affleck, I will say, just fucking murdered that role. Hmm. And if you don't get emotional and choked up, like, watching some of those fucking scenes. Yeah. 
Like, you don't have a soul because, like, so much <laughs> shit was, like, fucking heart-wrenching, yo. Like, you know, I, you know, I don't get emotional watching shit, but, like, that one yeah. was, like, yo, that shit was tough to fucking watch. Like, it was one of those movies I'm glad I saw it one time, but I mm-hmm. I probably won't, you know, see it <laughs> Yeah. Again. It's one of those, like, really... But it's but it's definitely, it's definitely a role that will, will definitely... Definitely stick with you after the movie, mm-hmm. so I can see why it's getting so much buzz. Like I don't think necessarily it was the best movie, but the acting, yeah, and how real it felt was definitely like fucking crap. Yeah, it was, it was tough, man. It's tough to watch. Mm. Hacksaw Ridge looks sad too. Like I haven't seen that one yet, but that one looked like um, Hacksaw Ridge is good. It was surprisingly good. Um. Well, I won't say surprising, but it was I good. I thought it was going to um, be good. It looked good. I mean, yeah, I won't say surprising, it started it out like, looking like it, it looked like it had a little bit of a cheesiness to it. But then like, yeah, that's just because I watched like the it, whole trailer, like it just seemed like they were going to build a character like that showed courage, basically. And like, wasn't yeah, actually it was kind of like going to be too, too good to be true type of story and like right. <laughs> overblown everything and like. Yeah, it looked like is this like dramatic. when Forrest Gump generic, goes, you know? except like he's serious or something, you know? Like, is this like a not yeah. funny version of like, you know? But yeah. no, it was actually um, well done, well executed. And I would say like the whole story isn't just about him. And it's about like the whole mm-hmm. conflict and how everybody, you know, the whole unit as a whole was kind of getting through it. Obviously, there was still about him. Which is a true story, which is even crazier. Yeah. Um, right? When you see it, and it's like, basically it's about a guy uh, during World War II, when they go to Japan, um, they call him a conscientious objector, but he's just not, he's not that, but he's, mm-hmm. he refuses his, like, his religion, he ref- he refuses to pick up a weapon, like a gun, yeah. to even pick one up, you know, or right. to hurt somebody. But he wants to help out and he wants to save people and be a medic. And he's out there in the field with everybody else with no weapon, weapon yeah. whatsoever on the front lines. And and he ends up saving like 75 of his people. And it was like one of the bloodiest battles throughout the whole war, mm-hmm. um, especially in Japan, in Japan, on the Japan front. And and it was like, it was good. It was, it's there's some fucking gruesome, gruesome parts like, you know, it's directed by... <laughs> By uh, Mel Gibson. Oh, yeah. Mel Gibson likes um, blood. He's finally ba- allowed back into Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For real, though. So, you <laughs> he know, finally he finally uh, apologized to the right people, basically. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he's not, uh, he's never been one to shy away from the violence and the gore. So, it's, it is definitely in there. Brave heart. <laughs> there's some shocking, there's some shocking parts in there. Nice. But, Game time. And uh Hello High Water, man. Hello High Water was uh It was good. Like it was mm. it was another one where it was like it wasn't like a huge story, like it was a small story, you know? Right. Um even though it's about these two brothers who like robbing banks and like stuff and trying to save, you know, their land or whatever. But even with that, it's still like a small, intimate story about basically these two brothers and like one in particular with this trying to why he's why he's doing it, you know, and yeah, not and and it was just one movie that was again like just super well acted by everybody involved. So like it was definitely carried by the acting more than the actual story. Mm-hmm. But it was well done. I I can see why I got so much critical acclaim. But other than that, um, it's only two hours sleep, so you can talk about. Uh, oh yeah, you know your favorite Moon Knight. Moon Knight. <laughs> That's just a dope movie. It was just crazy. Like my reaction is gonna come soon. I just have to let you guys know. Like right now, this is like it's just like a weird, sad story. You know, like, it's <laughs> it's not even, there's no way around it. There's some awkward moments, for sure. Like, 
I'll just say that. Like, I, mean, I was an awkward topic. It's yeah. an awkward topic. It's like something. So you know, basically, there's an issue that's usually not in the forefront as as a, a discussion topic in movies and films. So, um, not only is there sort of this sexual orientation question being posed, it's presented in like a setting that we're not familiar with those two stories like ever being told at the same time. So like this is about a a, a young gay black man that grew up as a kid and was basically formed by his environment and uh basically, you know, you couldn't tell that he had, you know, a a swaying sexuality, but it was always there behind, you know, that shell that he built up that basically reflected what his community wanted to see. Like, was the ladies' man the, the pusher, the guy that's, you know, doing what he needs to do, got the grill, got the gold chain. But uh, that was all because he got bullied as a younger kid, you know, trying to be himself. Like, I, even in the very first scene, there's, like, uh, there's bullies that... So, basically, the movie's great because it, it's really interesting. It goes through um, several key moments in the main character's life, basically. And uh, each moment is, like, a section of the movie. Like, each key area of his life. So, it's really interesting just to see how those play out. And you get to see basically a young boy go to be a man. And, like, it kind of concludes with, like, an unresolved but sort of a resolve where, for the character at least, they find they found some comfort. But, I mean, the music, like, you never hear, you never see, like, a hood movie with classical music for one like there were classical yeah. hood scenes that you would see in any hood movie except there was classical music like orchestra behind it and it changed the whole perception of it and then like a lot of the shooting was done low to the ground like shot under the characters and you know from a distance for like these very like lush wide camera shots and like you could slowly zoom in. It was really artistically done. And that, so for me, that's why I really liked it. It's cause like the, the sound editing, you know, everything that looped together, there was even moments where they like, they cut like what the actor was saying with this music and, and chopped it off. And it was just, it was really artistic and well done, I think. So I just liked it overall as a creative project. And uh, so that's why I was giving it so much props in terms of the nomination. So what you're saying is it lived up to the hype? It lived up to the hype. I was worried about it. I was like, this better not be a gimmick, honestly. that was I was scared. Like, I was I didn't want to watch it and be disappointed because then I would have felt bad, like, afterwards. Like, ah, it was a bad movie. But it was a great movie. So I, I was like, okay, all right. It, it really lived up to the hype. It's not just noise. It's not just like, oh, this is a great movie. Like, it's a really good movie. I was like, just like you were saying, in terms of like moments, <clears throat> like Janelle Monet is in this movie. And, um, you know, she's a singer, but um, she's an actress as well now. And she does very well. Like, I was very surprised by her performance because she was able to at least let me not remember it's her, you know, like she could be the character. Mm-hmm. So that was that was nice. Um, Wasn't she in Hidden Figures too? I think so. Janelle mm-hmm. Monet. Let's see. But. But yeah. Um, all in all, it was it was just a brilliant. It was just brilliant. But the other film, yeah, who who is your pick? You oh, you picked Ryan Gosling for actor. I did. You going? Wait, to did embarrassed. I? Yes, you did. Was don't try to back out now. You did. Okay, I did. I did. That's the. I probably did. Yeah. 
I was going with what... See, I told you at the beginning, I started with what I thought the Oscars might pick instead. And then I was like, all right, now I'm picking exactly what I want. All I got to say is, Vanchess by C, if you haven't seen it, just see it one time. I'll watch it. For for Casey Affleck performance. Mm -hmm. Like, there's one scene with him and, like, his ex-wife. Yeah. Ah, oh, bro, that shit's hard, bro. That shit was hard. <laughs> okay. Fucking like rip your heart out, like yo. Yeah. That shit was hard. Yeah. Well, I'll have to Go check see that it. Out. I'll check it out for sure. Once, <laughs> at least once. It, it's a one-time movie. I mean, yeah. Unless you're like it a masochist, it's a one-time movie. <laughs> It's yeah. like seven pounds. I've only seen seven pounds one time. Oh yeah, that was too much. That was a lot. Like, <laughs> it was like, a man, great movie. But, yeah. Depressing. <laughs> I was like, oof. <laughs> I was like, well, that was good. That was hella depressing. I don't need to see that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, shit. What was the other movie? Uh, Offenses. Denzel. So, this was actually, Fences, for me, was actually a pretty cool movie. Um, it's a, it's different because it's not handled the same as most feature films or motion pictures, like, that are box office hits. Uh, they don't really, le- there's really only, like, one place you see everybody like the house that they live at yeah it's really like you the son like you know there's mentions of him and what he does at school and activities but you don't really see that stuff you see um almost basically like a stage entrance and stage exit where they get home they talk and there's certain situations um i mean the play they don't leave their yard yeah Exactly. Which is the whole, you know, kind of the whole title of the thing, you know, fences. Yeah. I'm talking about this old fence that went. <laughs> yeah. So basically, there is a there is a play on the fence during the movie. It's not yeah. just random. Like. Um, it, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So, but literally and fit and figuratively. Exactly. Exactly. They they do a whole thing about it. So <laughs> they like they 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 figuratively demonstrate it throughout the movie, and then they hit you with a full on conversation about its metaphor. They just give that to the audience, um, in conversation about it. So it's really interesting in that regard because it seems like a very generous um play, like in terms of the scripting, because there's it's basically like a, a, a three-person, four-person show. Um, there's just um, other characters here and there, but <clears throat> for the most part, it's just Denzel Washington, Viola Davis, the son, and like maybe one other person, like Denzel's friend or something like that. But uh, yeah. yeah, like it's really cool to see the dynamic that uh, played out between... Basically, a guy, Denzel's an old legend that basically never made it. He's a athlete, like a sports legend that, that got the scholarship but didn't go kind of thing or got the chance to play pros but didn't quite make it, you know, but beat all the guys that, you know, became major posters, you know, like... It's like the Shaq on the streets that never made it to be Shaq kind of thing, but for baseball. So... um he always held a grudge about sports and that was a big thing between him and his son. And, uh, it basically created like a rift between them. Um, but I won't give all away too much, but basically I love the Denzel's character was so strong, but like Viola Davis's character, she was like the glue between him as the dad and then the son. Um, yeah, she looked like she gave, you know, one of her legendary performances. Yeah, it was it was brilliant. It was definitely a great performance. And I think Still Denzel not was the than Casey director. Affleck, but 
Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that one. That's a hard deal. I haven't seen the movie yet, so I yeah, go see it. You'll see. I just Casey Affleck's not I mean, on my my list. These two movies kind of bring me to the last point I want to talk about. You know, is the huge difference between this year's Oscars and last year's Oscars. Oh yeah. Oh man. How we went from Oscars <laughs> so white to <laughs> to now we got. So we had six African Americans being oh man being nominated and three primarily African American movies or four four I'll say four super diverse movies right. nominated for uh best picture yeah that's amazing it's a complete... I mean, my main question is do you think do you think this was a conscientious effort to make this more uh, man diverse or do you think it was just natural from the movies that were out this year honestly i mean <laughs> to be 100 percent honest fully candid like you said you were surprised hidden figures made it through i was surprised hidden figures made it through because of fences that was denzel's directing acting debut this is like him doing his his clint eastwood for the first time uh, false oh, it, he did antoine fisher oh yeah that's true antoine fisher but this yeah. one yeah that was yeah i love that movie too for a while we used to watch that a lot <laughs> but so there's elements of that and uh so uh, he's obviously got to be in there, but it feels like it was just timing because Moonlight, I mean, that's an independent like kind of thing. Like they had to do the film festival circuit before they sold it and, and like blew it up. So like they. So do you think it was natural or do you think it was <laughs> conscientious effort for the Oscars, Oscars? I mean, that's really hard to say. Like what didn't get a nod that are like what movies were great that were missed because they're not on the list, you know? Like that's what I wanna Um, I think people were surprised like Jackie didn't get more of a uh yeah push at the Oscars and uh mm-hmm. I think there were a couple others that I think but that's the biggest one that comes to mind that, mm-hmm. that got pushed in like the Golden Globes, I think it is. Yeah. But didn't get it in the Oscars. Star Wars didn't get very many nods. <laughs> um, if any, <laughs> Fantastic Beasts. I bet people were really into that. Hoping it got more. <laughs> um, you're talking about which one? Episode seven, or are you talking about Rogue One? Um, Is Rogue One eligible? Oh, yeah, it's probably it not eligible. Is it? I don't know. It just, well, I feel like it would have sure. something. It would but have I mean, I'm not. I'm not surprised. This is still a sci-fi blockbuster movie. I, I don't think they really give oh, a shit. Oh wait, made like Rogue One dollars. was eligible. They have a nom. They have a nomination for sound mixing. I'm not surprised. I mean, <laughs> those type of movies don't get a ton of night. I don't really think they care after they count their billions they've made. So yeah. But my thing is, you never answer the question. What? Do you think it's uh, conscientious effort by the Oscars? Or do you think it was just a normal cycle? I mean, looking at the sheer numbers, I feel like part of it has to be a little bit conscious. I'm not going to say they like worked really hard to make it more inclusive, but there were definitely people voting because... Of the way it looked last year, like in, they were giving uh-huh. the the fair chance. Like, all right, you know what? It's close between these two, but you know because they're black, or like because this is a more diverse film, they're gonna get the extra point this year instead of the lesser point, and then it it goes the other way. So I think I think maybe they got more points this year because of that sort of uh, urban. Influence, fucking bullshit word term urban, but yeah, uh, it it definitely seems intentional by the Oscars to who's gonna host. Actually, that's a good question. Who's hosting? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, but um, I will say 
I don't think it was so much in, intentional on their part. I I think it's kind of a happy coincidence. I think they're extremely happy mm-hmm. that all these good diverse movies came out this year. Right. Following especially last year. Yeah. Um everybody deserves it. They're but again, like you said, I do think in the back of their they had it in the back of their minds when they were voting this time. Right. You know? Um I'm not gonna that's not to say it influenced it over this movie or this movie, but I am I am still surprised Hidden Figures got in. Um, especially like when Beast of No Nation didn't get in last year, which is insane to me. Yeah, um, I was surprised. There was a lot of there was a lot of noise for that. So, but when it comes to like Fences and Moonlight and uh, so Lion, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised those got you know the nods because those are just good movies, right? And I think that. <clears throat> Uh, they were like, like you said, they were doing the ra- they're doing the rounds, um, and I think a movie with Denzel and Viola Davis both in it, and one as acting and performance heavy as that, I think it's a no brainer that's gonna get a nod. And yeah, like and how Moonlight could you not getting buzz? And Moonlight's been getting buzz since like March of last year, so I'm not surprised in that one either. You know, so right. I think it's kind of a happy coincidence. Uh, on their part, mm-hmm. you know, that they got in. Yeah, definitely. So they're definitely happy. happy at the Oscar committee, you know. Right. They're like, thank God. <laughs> yeah. You're like, see? Told you. Right. We, we're giving credit where it's due. <laughs> I, I, you know, I just think it's also it's just one of the rare years where we had a lot of really solid, diverse movies. And I mean, hopefully, I think. Hopefully, this will show um, more producers and companies that these movies can be successful and that they kind of back more of them. Because I think when you have a wider range of voice out there, it makes all movies better. So, Right. I think that's the biggest thing this will do. Like, we'll show like, yeah, you can be successful talking about like these things and talking about them outside of the normal you know stereotypical way so yeah definitely definitely creates a big wider conversation because they talked about you know gay black youth and it's not if you told me if I'm a producer you tell me that's the movie you're making I'm thinking it's not going to sell and it's not going to do well, yeah like nobody's so. going to see that like you know that sounds amazing but no one's gonna, no everyone a lot of people are going to see that it's so good and so. it's really cool because I did watch an interview of uh, I think the director's name was is it Barry Jenkins I think yep Barry Jenkins um, yeah he was talking about how he just got total freedom like they really just wanted his idea to come to light and how freeing that was to to tell the story the way he wanted to tell it. So I just thought that was dope that, um, you know, they heard what it was about <clears throat> and they still said, yeah, do whatever, you know, cause he was talking about how like some of the music is like chopped and screwed, like the, the sounds, but they're like new sounds that are like screwed now. So they're yeah. slowed down. So that was really cool. Cause it reminded me of, you know, it, 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 it told me that that was South too, because that was like Southern style, like it's like Texas, like, and it filtered through. So that was cool. Um, but like for him to be like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Like with a director and, you know, to, to try to get funding and they're like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> it's pretty tight. Well, we might have our next director outside of Spike Lee. <laughs> That'd be tight. Who's been doing some terrible movies. So, Lately. Yeah, well, he just did, what did he, he just finished wrapping up, um, uh, he just finished something, I forgot what it's called, but <clears throat> hopefully it's good, basically. <laughs> Spike. But, you know, that was a good talk, we, that was Chirac for, wasn't that bad, though. <laughs> yeah, but it got a lot of flack, a ton of flack, actually. It's because he, he gave everybody a pump fake he didn't tell everybody what it was he like 
made it sound like one thing and then everybody went and saw it and was like, oh, this is what it is? It's a musical, basically, too. Like, <laughs> kind of situation. Yeah. So, it's a hip hop, yeah, he, he didn't tell people it was a hip hop, like, opera of sorts. So, people weren't happy. Yeah, they weren't happy. He should have came out the gate. But that's it. But yeah, that's it, y'all. That's it for uh, episode two, season two of The Fearless Show. We just went through all the Oscars, made our picks. Oscars 2017. Talked about some of them big movies. Check So check back in, you know, a couple weeks, and we should have our winners. Mm-hmm. See how we did. Yes, yes we will. But until then, check out livingmyfearless.co over the next week or so, and we will have a lot of our reactions to the to these movies that are being talked about for nominations. And if you haven't already, subscribe to our mailing list that goes out every week with all our content that we put out, and we've been putting out quite a bit, and it's only going to increase, so you definitely want to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so check back in soon and our next podcast will be our music files where we talk about our Grammy winners so also check for that oh yeah you'll, you'll definitely want to check out the Grammys conversation so stay tuned for the next few of the show but also make sure you check out uh, the music files yep so that's it thanks for listening catch y'all later peace y'all peace